Welcome to our weekly podcast with GoPreps.com and CrescentCitySports.com. Ken Trahan joined by my friend Hunter Bauer. And, of course, we've arrived to the final week of the prep football regular season. The LHSA prep volleyball playoffs underway. Soccer's about to get started as we have sports converging, and it's always fun. Basketball looming on the horizon, too, Hunter. These are fun times. Yes, yeah, cross season at <clears throat> crossover season at its finest, and uh, but that's okay. You know, uh, basketball's going on, volleyball playoffs are heating up, and uh, man, I just can't believe we're finally in week ten of the uh, the high school season. The power ratings are heating up, the 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 matchups are heating up, so uh, it's it's a great time for high school sports, Ken. Volleyball playoffs underway. Some matches taking place yesterday, many today, and as much as any sport we have in the LHSA. This sport's all about the traditional powers. And right. I think the numbers reflect that when you look at the programs. Uh, Dominican, a top seed, three consecutive state championships. Uh, Country Day, what, seven straight state championships. St. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Moore has won a couple in a row, and they've dominated along with Turlings and their class. Uh, but, you know, you get the picture. Look, this is a sport where the traditional powers always seem to, to be the teams to beat. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I actually had a chance this morning to actually go and look through each bracket. And, you know, I was comparing it to last year, and it seemed like a lot of the teams that were seated high last year are seated high this year. So it just goes to what you say. Uh, it's more the the traditional schools. Uh, but, you know, you know the Dominicans, the uh, the St. Thomas Moores, the Newmans, I think they all have a shot. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of cool to look into the future and see what those championship matchups could be. Like, for instance, in, in Division Four, you could have a Newman-John Curtis matchup, which I think mm-hmm. uh, would be really interesting. And then uh, Hannon in, in Division Three, they've got a good squad this year. They've had wins over Dominican and, and Parkview Baptist. So they're – you know they're probably a favorite in Division Three, as well. And then, like you said, uh, Country Day, uh, them and Westminster went at it last year. There's a chance those two can meet again this year. So uh, I, I, it's really exciting, though. It really is an exciting time for volleyball and and how that sport has grown and how those programs have grown with the sport. And it makes for great uh, contests and great atmospheres, especially in the Cajun Dome for the state championship. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a, a good playoff for the volleyball teams and. Uh, uh, some great championship matchups. Yeah, I mean, look, Division One, Dominican, Mount Carmel, the one and two, and they've yeah uh, they've combined to win, you know, the last <laughs> what nine or ten state championships. The two, then of course in Division yeah. Two, you can say the same thing about St. Thomas More and Turlings Catholic. They've combined to win Absolutely. the last eleven state championships in that class. And, and then of course you mentioned Hannon in Division Three, uh, they're really good. Newman in four. Has had a really good year. They're the defending champion. Of course, Country Day has absolutely dominated Division Five. But of course, the yeah. championships coming up in Lafayette here in a couple of weeks. But first round matches are underway. With regard to football, we've arrived at Week Ten yeah. of the regular season, and <laughs> Go Preps does a great job with the power ratings. I suggest everyone go there to check out the latest. We wrote a piece on it on Monday about some of the ramifications for New Orleans area teams and what happens this week and. The scenarios are pretty clear and some not so clear and others. Yep. Let's talk about some of these games and what they mean. First of all, on Thursday, you've got a really intriguing matchup in Baton Rouge area, Catholic high, traditional power against unbeaten Zachary. Uh, these are two teams that are obviously playing for high seeds. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just going through uh, Zachary's schedule, they've passed every test that's been thrown their way this far. Uh 
not to say that their next test is going to be any easier. Uh, Catholic Baton Rouge is coming in. They want to, uh, you know, they're fighting for a first round bye. Uh, and Zachary's looking to hang on to that top three seed uh, in its bracket. So, you know, I'm, I'll probably say this a lot throughout the, the podcast, but these games are so much more than district championship. There's so much more than rivalries. These are teams that are looking to lock in a, a playoff spot, a top playoff spot, and maybe even a first round bye. Um, you know, Catholic owns a four game win streak over the Broncos since 2016. Uh, the Bears won last year 24 to 21 in a tight matchup. Daniel Bill, mm-hmm. quarterback for Catholic, is just playing lights out right now. He was 18 of 27 for 334 yards last week. So he's he's playing really good, but. Zach, one is, well, Zachary has one of the best defenses in the state, uh, 11 and mm-hmm. half points per game. They're limiting five of eight opponents to seven points or less. Uh, but Catholic has allowed – I'm sorry, Catholic allowed 127 points in their first four games. They've only allowed 67 in the last five. So they've really come on as a team uh, lately as well. They had those tough two losses in the first first half of the season, uh, but they're playing really well right now. This is one of those toss-up, Kins. I, I – I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, uh, my heart says Zachary, but who knows? Zachary, I mean, a Catholic has owned this series the last couple of years, so I think it's going to be a really close matchup. Uh, but I think I think Zachary pulls it out in the end. I think they're, they've got a really good team this year, and uh, they're they're looking to get back to the Superdome. Both of them. Yeah, are. if they're <laughs> if they're going to get them, this might be the year to get them, and yeah. that's not diminishing the Bears at all. The Bears are still good. No, uh, they're just not great, but they're good. And oh, by the way, Daniel Beal. It seems like he's been there 100 years. I did the game his freshman year in the playoffs against Rummel, and he burst on the scene then, and he's really good, and he's still playing. And obviously, they've had a really good year, so never sell Absolutely. the Bears short. But I'm with you. Uh, the Broncos are good. Friday games, you've got a really intriguing matchup, uh, a cross-sectional matchup. Karen Crow's making the trip yeah. to, to southeast Louisiana to take on Archbishop Shaw. Uh, the Eagles, are they're, they're dangerous. They're 7-2. and two. They're better than their record uh, and haven't been tested in a while. Karen Crow, of course, coming off of that debilitating loss where it looked like they were going to beat Acadiana, but it was their yeah. first loss, one-point game. But this is an intriguing matchup. I think it tells us we know what Karen Crow is and what they've been in recent years. I think this tells us more about Archbishop Shaw. You know, they're big up front. They've got a good quarterback uh, who can run and throw it. Uh, they've got Jasper Parker, who's a good running back. Washington's a good receiver. Uh, this is a game where I think we find out a lot more about Shaw and whether Shaw is legitimate in terms of challenging the top dogs in Division Two. Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, you know, I applaud for Coach, uh, coach Tyranny for what he's done over there at Shaw in such a short amount of time. This goes to show you how great of a coach he is. Um, yeah, like you said, Karen Crows, you know, they're looking to bounce back from that disappointing loss. Uh, Shaw's on a seven-game win streak. They're trying to lock up a first-round bye for them as well. So, again, hats off to Coach Tyranny and his team. Uh, quarterback Mason Wilson, he's led the uh, the Eagles to several convincing victories over the last few weeks. They're averaging 40, 45 points a game in their last seven games. But you also got to look at Karen Crow's side. you got Chance Bavino, sophomore sensation. He can light up the scoreboard, Ken. Uh, 2,300 yards passing on the year, 26 touchdowns. Uh, and a Karen Crow win could help them lock up a top four seed in that first round by. So, again, a lot to play for for these two teams. But as you said, Shaw's really improved. I think they've kind of been not really overlooked, but they've just kind of flown under the radar this year a little bit. But I think this match is or this matchup is going to be their coming out game, especially if they can lock up a win against Karen Crow. It's going to send uh, a, a message to all over the state that Shaw's coming for that state title. Yep, uh, Karen Krog did their semifinal game last year, and Babineau was some player then. He's even better this year. Yes, so he is. That'll be fun. Of course, game live on CrescentCitySports.com Friday night. 
Showdown between E.D. White Catholic at 9-0, St. James at 8-1. Games in beautiful downtown Vachery. Uh, E.D. White's been terrific. Kyle Saint's done a fantastic job. Levante's done a great job at St. James. This is a game that we've anticipated all season long. It's arrived, and here we go. And look, I mean, E.D. White looks like the favorite on paper based upon what they've accomplished, but having right. to play where they're playing certainly is a bit of an equalizer. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, and I think this is one of the the best, the better district championship matchups uh, through, throughout the state this week. I mean, nine and zero Ed White against an eight and one St. James. We all know about St. James. Uh, Ed White, really great resume the last couple of years. Uh, they're third in the state with uh, forty nine points per game scored. Uh, they're limiting their opponents to just 12 points a game, too. So, just, you know, it's not just offense. They are limiting those defensive opponents, too. Um, they're looking for their second undefeated season in three years. St. James has a great offense right now in its own right. They have scored 376 points on the year. Braden Williams, quarterback for St. James, he's just a terrific player. Uh, 1,700 yards on the year, almost 1,800 yards and 25 touchdowns. Um, you know, Looking at it, you would think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I don't know, Ken. I kind of think this may be, you know, maybe not low scoring, but it's going to be lower than what they're used to. It's just going to be uh, two good teams going at it. But, you know, E.D. White, they're just so hot right now. They're so good. Uh, And especially if they can go on the road and get that win at St. James, uh, it's going to bode well for them uh, going into the playoffs. Looking at a matchup toward the Bayou area, you got Hanson Memorial, Vermillion Catholic. Uh, of course, VC is 9-0 and and a traditional power has been there, done that. You know, the Tigers 7-2, and certainly an underdog here. And, you know, look, I, I think this is a power points game for Hanson. Um, everybody thinks Vermillion's probably going to win the game. But as far as Vermillion Catholic's concerned, I think it's a matter of, you know, are they good enough to topple that number one seed this year, who we all know who that is. So this is an intriguing game from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Vermilion Catholic, they're hoping to seal up the undefeated regular season and, and get into the, uh, the the Division Four playoffs with a with a high seed in the, in the bracket. Uh, Eagles are looking to have a good setup, uh, but they're going to have to defeat a Hanson squad that really has improved over the years. Uh, but here's the thing about this series. The last time Hanson won in this series was back in 2008. So it's been a mm-hmm. long time since Hanson has uh, uh, beaten Vermilion Catholic much less going on the road to beat a really good Eagles squad. But, yeah, kind of like what you said, this is a really a PowerPoints matchup. You know, it's really going to boast Vermillion's uh, PowerPoint resume with the win. They can get 17 points out of this. But if Hanson can somehow catch the Eagles slipping, uh, what a great, great PowerPoints uh, win this would be for them. Uh, but definitely a, a good uh, matchup in that district this week. Great matchup up north, uh, Haynesville and Homer. Haynesville laid one, Homer 7-2. This was a classic a year ago, 28-27, uh, Pelicans. And uh, these are, you know, two really good programs. Homer's been there, done that. We know what Haynesville's history is. They've only got one loss this year. It's a good district, and obviously this is a big matchup. I know, Ken. You make me – you hurt my heart when you put this on here because uh, the Haynesville guy in me – you know who I'm rooting for, but such a tough matchup to uh, to, to talk about. But, uh, no, you know, this is a great matchup. And and one thing I'm really proud of about this matchup, Ken, is is finally I feel like this rivalry is back. Homer struggled for so long over the last decade and, you know, what Richie Casey has done there uh, over the last few years, taking them to state championships, winning state championships. Uh, this rivalry means something again. Uh, the oldest high school football rivalry in the state. 
Uh, it's going to emanate from Homer on Friday. It's the 114th meeting uh, between the two schools. It started in 1907. Hainesville leads the all-time series with 73 wins. But Homer's won the last four meetings against the Golden Tornado. You point out a school in the state of Louisiana that has won four straight against Haynesville. I promise you it's not many. Um, but it's the first time in this series that the Pelicans have won four straight uh, against Haynesville. So, you know, props to Homer and what they've been able to do over the last few years. Saying that, this isn't the same young Haynesville team that they faced uh, over the last uh, several seasons. The Tours have raided District 1-1A while preparing for the postseason with a tough non-district schedule. Only lost to a really, really good Oak Grove squad, which they really, which they led uh, in the first half of that game uh, until a couple of snafus kind of threw them for a loop. But uh, you know, Homer's lost twice to schools with a combined 13 and 5 record. Uh, only one loss to an in-state school, so they breezed through league play. Zion, Zion Warren, uh, Homer quarterback, he threw for 217 yards and three touchdowns last week against the uh, Glenbrook squad, who has improved over the last few years as well. They're kind of down this year. But uh, for Haynesville, look for Alonzo Jackson to, uh, to to be one of the two-way players to watch. Uh, you know, he's really good on, in the ground game and as a defensive back. Um, so look for a really uh, a good defensive matchup between these two teams. But uh, – you know, if Haynesville's caught sleeping, Homer can definitely uh, slip up and, and, and win the District 1-1A title uh, for, for another year. So we'll see. We'll see, Ken. Uh, you know, my heart wants to pick Haynesville, but I'm going to stay neutral uh, this time, this go around. Here in South Louisiana, District 9-5A matchup, John Curtis Christian at 6-2, Carr at 8-0. Cougars rallied late to beat Rommel last week. John Curtis, of course, is playing really well now after having that lull in the middle of the season. Of course, it could be the all-time record for J.T. Curtis on the field with victories if Curtis can win. Uh, Carr's certainly favorite. They whipped Curtis a year ago. That's fresh in the minds of the Patriots. This one figures to be a lot closer. Yeah, talk about PowerPoint implications. We we spoke about that the other day on our call, Ken. Uh, you know, quest for the Catholic League crown for Carr. Uh, and, uh, you know, John Curtis definitely improved. I was looking through my notes the other day. Uh, John Curtis has come on as of late. Uh, they've limited two of their last three opponents to a touchdown or less, which is really good. Edna Carr limiting their opponents to 11 games this season. Uh, but I don't know. You know, makes me think that this may not be a defensive uh, stand. I think there's going to be some points scored in this game between the two. I think they're going to go at it. Curtis is fighting for a, a seed position. They're on the outside looking in as far as first-round bye is concerned, and, and Carr's trying to hold on to, uh, you know, one of the top seeds. Um just a lot of a lot riding on this game, you know. Again, Carr's trying to go for the district uh, title. Uh, Curtis is definitely trying to improve their uh, their seating in this matchup. Uh, but this has turned out to be a really good rivalry over the last few years. So I'm interested interested to see and um, let's see if Carr can can close out that undefeated regular season. No doubt, it's going to be fun. And watch the kicking game there. Carr is just. They've made big plays in the kicking game to win games all year long. They returned a kick for a touchdown, yep. returned a punt to set up a touchdown last week, the largest reason why they were able to overcome Rummel late. Newman St. Charles Catholic showdown district title on the line. Two undefeated football teams, and they collide every year. The Comets have had the best of it in close games recently, and they're at home at uh, Thomas Dupuy Memorial Stadium. So uh, this is a good matchup again. Newman is the ultimate team this year, not having the big name, just having good players. Extremely well coached. Yep. Eli Friends done a great job. And St. Charles Catholic is just good in all phases. Brady St. Pierre is a good leader at quarterback. And again, watch the kicking game here because the Comets always make big plays in the kick game. 
Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, that just goes to show how, you know, Newman can churn out athletes every year, even though they don't have a big name, look at them. They're undefeated this year with some really good wins. Uh, but you know, there's more to than a district championship on the line this week. Uh, you know, Newman's trying to, to, to squeak by St. Charles Catholic, which is they've, performed really well this year they've allowed 99 points on the season they're averaging 37 points per game whoever wins this game pretty i'm pretty certain is going to be the number one seed in in their division certainly uh, st charles will be. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah certainly st charles still, would be. Yes. yeah certainly st charles would be you got calvary baptist in the mix but st charles's schedule is just a little bit tougher uh as far as the power points are concerned but yeah I, you know either Either way, I think one of these teams is going to end up a number one seed. But, you know, definitely a, a St. Charles defense that has just played lights out this year. So, uh, you know, Newman's definitely going to have to be on their A game. Uh, but like you said, Eli Fran, a really good quarterback, got some uh, all, uh, some weapons around the field. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think this is going to be a um, uh, inter- interesting game to watch defensively. Uh, I'd like to see how St. Charles is going to do uh, against a, a Newman squad that I really think is, is – not as good as last year, but they're eight and zero. They got to be doing something right. They've got a really good offense, and they're able to score uh, at will. So uh, we'll see what the comms can do. Yeah, I think Newman may not be as talented individually, but I think they're a better team right this year. As and a team, the comments, yep. on the other hand, are just tough, and, and they're at home. So it's <laughs> yeah. a tough. It's tough to ask for anyone uh, to ask there. Now, uh, rivalry game True. renewed in North Louisiana. Ruston nine and zero. West Monroe. Eight and yeah. one, been there, done that. This has been one that we've watched for many, many years, and and West Monroe dominated it until most recently. So uh, the worm has turned, so to speak, and will it continue in that direction with the Bearcats? Yeah, you know, I, I think Rustin is going to come away the winners uh, in this game. Will it be, you know, a tight game? I think so. You know, West Monroe is playing pretty well right now, especially under new coach Kevin Davis. I think he's been able to – do a fantastic job, you know, despite what all is going on there this year. But Ken Rustin's just so good. They played, they played really well this year. They played a lot of good teams and beat those good teams. So, but uh, Westmore, I mean, they're much improved. They beat a, I thought is a talented uh, Alexandria squad last week. Uh, Rebels have won four straight since that forty-eight to seven loss to Zachary. So they're improving week by week. But like I said. Rustin's only allowed 19 points in their last three games, and they have wins over Lafayette. Christian, Neville, Cabot, Arkansas. So they're just rolling right now. They want to get back to the Superdome uh, and, and get those reservations booked. So, uh, But definitely uh, a game they can't overlook prior to the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, playing well right now, uh, but look for a good fight from West Monroe. At West Monroe, that's a tough atmosphere to play in. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, St. Thomas Moore, Lafayette Christian. Here we go again. The next in the trilogy of this matchup. Uh, Schools are are moving into different classes next year, but here they are battling each other once again, and we all know what happened in the Superdome a year ago, and how it smarts where the Knights are concerned. They let one get away. Cougars, meanwhile, have gone undefeated this year. Uh, This one, of course, is at LCA. Here we go. Tremendous matchup. Yeah, district title up for grabs. Uh, number one uh, seed uh, for St. Thomas More if they can upset Lafayette Christian, I think. Uh, Lafayette Christian's number one seed right now. Uh, it won't be a walk in the park. St. Thomas More has to bring a, its best defense. Lafayette Christian possesses the highest scoring offense in the state, 51 points per game. Uh, so that just goes to show you what Juwan Johnson and that LCA offense has done. But 
St. Thomas More is averaging 42 points in their own right, and they're limiting their opponents to 13 points per game. Sam Altman, the quarterback for STM, which is kind of like Daniel Bill, I feel like he's been there for a while too. Uh, 1,800 yards passing on the year. But, uh, you know, Juwan Johnson's God, he's just on fire. 3,100 yards of total offense through the air and on the ground this year. Again, going after Brock Berlin's uh, career offensive record uh, that he's held since the late 1990s. So uh, uh, a lot riding on this game. Rematch from the Superdome last year, which was probably one of the best championship games I've ever watched. Uh, just so much talent all over the field. If you're, if you're in this vicinity, you've got to go watch that game in the Lafayette area this week. Last but not least, going back up north again, Sterlington 8-1, and Wasman 8-1. Great district, yeah. great matchup, and a lot on the line here, not just district, but also seating. You know, Ken, when I was doing my projections for, for, the, uh, for the playoffs and people have been calling and texting me and asking about this game, I don't know. I don't know how this game's going to go. It could go either way. I really do. It's going to be that close. Uh, you can give pros – uh, for each team and why they're going to win. But hats off to Wasman. Six points allowed per game, five shutouts on the year. Uh, a win, they, a lot is riding on this game for Wasman. A win could lift them to the top four, which gives them a first-round buy, which just goes to show you what Terrence Cahey and, and his crew have just done in transforming this Wasman squad over the last few years, a Wasman squad that struggled for so long and really is a storied program, championships and going to the state championship for so long. Uh, but Starlington and Lee Doty are not going away. They want to hold on to that top seed in their non-select Division Three. Uh, they're ready for a showdown. They know what it takes to win the big games. They've been in the big games the last few years. Uh, so this is definitely maybe new territory for Wasman, so to speak, for their players. Uh, but expect nothing but a great football game between these two teams, and it's for the district title. Uh, hats Again, hats off to Wasman. They've played really great this year. Uh, so hard to pick between the two. They're both great coaches, great players, two good teams to go watch in the Monroe area. Yeah, very much so, and of course, let's see if Wasman can match the intensity of last week with that huge win over Union Parish. Absolutely. So, again, big game, a lot of seeds to be determined. Of course, on Sunday, uh, you can absolutely check out gopreps.com to see what's going to happen as late as really as early Saturday before the uh, official periods yeah. come out. We encourage you to do so. Of course, Hunter will be on our original Prep Football Report Friday night with Jude Young and Les East at about 6.20. Tune in then, and of course, the entire show from 6 p.m. until midnight with coverage of 52 games with reporters fanned out all over the state. So hope you'll do that too. And stat leaders from gopreps.com and our school board on Friday night at Crescent City Sports and beyond. Two best sites you'll find and two in one. We're all on board with supporting each other for the right Absolutely. reasons. Always a pleasure, Hunter. Keep up the good work. It's going to be a busy weekend. Yes, sir, but this is what we live for. We love it, and uh, Ken, again, thank you for what y'all do and, and helping us out, and uh, we love helping y'all out. It's been a great partnership so far, and uh, can't wait to talk to you next week. All right, Hunter, thank you so much. All right, have a good one.